What's up? I'm Roy Furr. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and it's Monday, which means it's time to open up my mailbox and answer your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more <laughs> today. This is for copywriters and those who are doing copywriting, which is usually the vast majority of my audience. I'm going to talk about how to get inside the hearts and minds of your readers, your prospects, to connect with them on that level that's going to make them want to do business with you. So, as we do on every Mailbox Monday, we're going to start by looking at today's Mailbox Monday question. So, question, my single question is, how can I get into the minds of my readers to better understand their pain? How do I sell with emotions? From E. And by the way, if you'd like to have your question answered on an upcoming Mailbox Monday, check the link in the description to ask Roy your question. That's how you get it to me. So uh, we'll talk about the source of all pain. We'll talk about my PISA framework and how it helps you connect with your readers. And we'll talk about the emotional arc of powerful copywriting. So the source of all pain is it actually comes down to, to one of two things. It's either an unsolved problem or an unfulfilled desire. Now, I actually see those as basically the same thing. It's it, you either have like a negative in your life and you want to move towards a positive or the lack of that positive that you want to move towards is a negative in your life, right? Um, and so it's, it's basically I want things to be better than they are right now, specific to one set, one circumstance, one one like area of your life, right? So you could think of it as an unsolved problem if something negative has come up and I, as the prospect, want it to go away, right? You can think of it as an unfulfilled desire if there's something positive that I want and don't have yet, right? And I want to get it, right? Either way, there's a want, right? I want a negative thing to go away or I want to get a positive thing. And that is what I together represent as a problem, right? And pretty much every, well, it's it's been said by people much smarter than me, Gary Bensavinga in particular, that problems are markets. And that if you can identify a, a group of people that share a specific problem, those are your prospects for an offer that is the solution to that problem. Now, the problem, again, can be an unsolved problem or it can be an unfulfilled desire. Either way, that's what I call a problem, right? And in many cases, these are going to fall into the major categories of health, which is like the individual person's body, right? Anything having to do with that individual person's body. They have a negative health situation that they want to be better, or they have a, a, a positive health scenario that they would like to create in their life. So that would be things like fitness, right? Um, I, uh, so that's health, right? Then there's wealth. There's the actual accumulation of resources for that person, right? And again, they either are feeling fearful or, you know, feeling an acute pain about not having enough money right now, um, or they're feeling greedy and optimistic. And again, like these are often two sides of the same coin. They're feeling like they, they want to go after more money or they're feeling like they need to solve a money problem. Next category is relationships, right? Uh, there could be a problem inside a specific interpersonal relationship and it doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship, right? This is about our relationships with the people in our lives. So there could be a specific problem that we want to have solved. 
about either a specific relationship or our ability to create relationships. Um, so like social anxiety is definitely a relationship type thing, and that's a problem, right? Um, but it also could represent an unfulfilled desire if that social anxiety is holding you back from dating the person that you want to date or holding you back from going after opportunities at work, in your career, in your business, right? Either way, relationships are, um, are a common major category for different offers. And then self-improvement, which is more of somebody's internal, emotional, um, and intellectual state, right? Um, it's how they perceive themselves. And this is a big area but it's, it is um, a little more intangible because it's things going on inside our heads, right? It's things going on in our thoughts and feelings. So self-improvement can be everything from education, like I want to be smarter, right? Um, because I perceive there, there's going to be bleed over into, into different categories because I perceive that it's going to lead me to more wealth, better relationships, better health, whatever, right? But there's, there could be that self-improvement of knowledge as a driver. There could be self-improvement of emotions as a driver. And that could be everything from I need therapy because I have this um, internal thing going on. My, my thoughts and feelings are something that I can't really control right now. And so I need somebody's help. Or it could be I'm trying to you know reach enlightenment. I'm trying to uh, better myself in whatever way that feels more like an unfulfilled desire than an unsolved problem. So it is worth noting here, though, that all of this, like what we're focused on is the person wants something to be different. Um, and typically your product is going to have something to do with health, wealth, relationships or self-improvement. And by the way, even if you're selling B2B, right, even if you're selling to people working inside a business, well, they may they're they're looking to gain status at work. They're looking to uh, gain success at work. And part of that could be their relationships, like how people perceive them, how their boss perceives them, how their employees perceive them. Part of that could be wealth, like that could be a major driver, right? Um, they could be looking to grow their business, uh, grow their, their rank within a company or organization, right? There could be lots of different things there. Um, or they could be just looking to grow their mastery of their subject area because they're really passionate about their work, right? And that would be a form of self-improvement. In all cases, though, there is a want that is something that they want to get away from um, or something that they want to move towards. And so if you can find that want, if you can find that want, by really kind of going inside the mind of your prospect and saying, what's it like to be that person inside this market? And it can help to, I actually have like a copywriting market research with ChatGPT program that maybe can help with that. Um, I say that because ChatGPT, uh, it, it can actually help with that. It can, it can help you identify what the common experience is inside a specific market. I gave an example in that program where I, I searched for um, somebody's experience with bladder leakage. And um, that's a rather embarrassing personal problem um, that can feel really bad really quickly. And ChatGPT spit out something that was just phenomenal in terms of understanding what it would be like to experience that, right? Um, but then also, like, yeah, ChatGPT is, is, is not human, right? And so if you can talk to people in your market to really understand the problem, if you can... Um, if you can look at how people talk about 
the problem in various forms and that sort of thing. Like that can all be helpful as well, right? But ultimately, uh, at some level, what you have to be doing is you have to be internalizing this understanding, right? You can't just be reading, 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 reading. You have to internalize what it feels like to have that unsolved problem or unfulfilled desire. And I'm going to give you a bunch of questions here grouped under all the categories of my PISA framework or all the steps of my PISA framework that are going to help you connect with your readers. And so my PISA framework is problem, agitation, invalidation, solution, and action. Problem, agitation, invalidation, solution, and action. So, you know, what is the problem? What's the experience of the problem? How do I know that I have the problem? Agitation is, is like, why is it so agitating to have this unsolved problem or this unfulfilled desire? What's the emotional agitation around that? Invalidation is what happens when you try solutions that don't work, right? Other solutions are found to be invalid. The solution is defining the ideal solution criteria and the action is actually going out and buying the solution, right? Um, buying your product or service. Now, towards the end here, less of that is about getting into the minds of your prospect and it's more about the, uh, the offer that you are making. Uh, in the beginning, especially in the agitation and in invalidation segments, that's where your prospect really starts to f have that acute pain. It's where your prospect really starts to uh, feel things around what's going to make them buy. So first, we do need to be clear about the problem. So what's the unsolved problem or unfulfilled desire of someone who is in my marketplace, right? And this comes, primarily it comes out of your offer. What are you targeting? What unsolved problem are you targeting? What unfulfilled desire are you targeting? Can you be clear about what it is that they want? And then what are the symptoms of the problem? Because in a lot of cases, your prospect doesn't necessarily know that they have the problem by name but they may experience all the symptoms. And so if you can connect with them around the symptoms as opposed to the problem, then that's going to help you really understand what their experience is like. Okay, so what are the symptoms that I experience with this health problem, this wealth problem, this relationship problem, this self-improvement problem, right? If things are not working how I want them to in any of those areas, what am I experiencing that's letting me know that? Okay, so then we've defined the problem. What is the agitation, right? What is life like with those symptoms? What is my life like because I have those symptoms? Uh, what does that prevent me from having, from doing, from being? Uh, how is my life constrained by having these symptoms, by having this unsolved problem, by having this unfulfilled desire? How do I feel like less because the problem is unsolved? How do I feel like less of a person, right? Less of a person in relationship, less of a healthy human being, less of the, the financially secure person that I want to be, less of a smart person or an emotionally grounded person because this problem is unsolved. And by the way, by the way, I'm not trying to shame anybody. We bring those things to the table ourselves as prospects for product services, right? We feel like less of a person because XYZ is not going right in our life. 
and it helps to understand that if you're going to connect with these people. How is this hurting my status? Status is an interesting thing because you might assume like, oh, status is having a Mercedes or having a Tesla or having a Bentley or having a jet or whatever, because there's these external markers of status that our culture has come to focus on when it comes to the word status. And yet, there are lots of different things that represent status. Inside a hippie culture, having long hair and baggy clothes that are probably bought from a thrift store might be status, right? You show up in a suit, a three-piece suit, to hang out with hippies, and you're not going to have the hippie status, right? If, like, it varies based on every subculture, every market, every niche, every whatever, there are markers of status. And having a specific problem, I am going to perceive that it hurts my status. It might hurt my status in my relationship. It might hurt my status uh, health-wise. It might hurt my status wealth-wise. Like, yes, apply to all the things, right? But how does this hurt my status? What happens if I don't solve the problem? That's what's gonna, like, that's what's gonna motivate me to take action to solve the problem. I wanna know what happens if I don't solve the problem. And this one, this one gets more acute in terms of the pain that someone experiences. What happens if I can't solve the problem? What happens if I can't solve the problem, if I don't find a solution? Why is it so important to solve the problem now? Ultimately, that's what's gonna move people to take action. And if you can answer these questions, like get out a freaking journal, get out a piece of paper, scribble this stuff down. Answer these questions from the perspective of the prospect. You are gonna go a long way to being inside their heart and mind and experience. Invalidation. What else have I tried? What else have I tried? What other ways to solve the problem have I already tried? It's just good to know. If I'm, in, if I'm a prospect, I, I shouldn't even say average, like if I'm a hyper buyer prospect in this market, if I'm a hyper buyer prospect in the fitness market, what all different ways have I tried to make myself fit? If I'm a hyper buyer prospect in the investment market, what are all the different ways that I've tried investing, right? List them all out, right? You have to figure out what else somebody has tried inside the market. What other solutions haven't worked? They're probably a hyper buyer because the other solutions haven't gotten them the ultimate result that they're going for, right? And so it's pretty much all the solutions, but it's worth kind of categorizing them, right? And it's worth identifying that. How frustrating has it been to be promised a solution that didn't work out? How frustrating has it been to be promised a solution that didn't work out? And by the way, as you're the copywriters, you're thinking about getting inside the hearts and minds of your prospects with these questions, some of these things are just going to have parallels to your life that you're going to understand. So maybe you have not been the prospect in this particular market, but you have had an experience where somebody has promised something to you and it didn't work out, right? The frustration is going to largely feel the same. And so write whatever represents that experience. What other options are available that I'm unsure of? These might be solutions that haven't been tried, but that maybe would be considered right? Uh, especially more expensive options that might be considered in comparison to your uh, solution that you're going to provide. What, in, what about solving it myself? Why hasn't that worked, right? 
One of the things that our brains go through as we're trying to solve problems is, can I solve this myself? How can I solve this myself, right? And if that hasn't worked, then, you know, that, uh, that tells you something, right? Solution, what would an ideal solution do? What would an ideal solution do for me here? It's gonna solve the problem, right? But maybe it's gonna solve the problem in lots of ways, or it's going to target a specific area that the other solutions have not been able to target, whatever it is, right? How could I be confident this one would work when others haven't? How could I be confident this one would work when others haven't? Okay? Uh, you know, what's it gonna take for your prospect to feel confident trying again? or at least that it's worth trying, right? Um, get to know that. And then action, what would it take to get me to invest in a solution to this? What would it take to get me to invest in a solution to this? So the emotional arc that somebody's gonna go through is actually really represented in PISA, but I go even deeper into it in my emotional direct response copywriting course. What I'm talking about is this movement from dark to light, from negative to positive, from hell to heaven, from problem to solution, from desire to fulfillment, right? With your product, your service, your offer as the missing link. And if you get really good at emotional copywriting, then what you're essentially doing is you are connecting with someone in that place of unfulfilled desire. You're connecting with someone in that place of an unsolved problem. And you're saying, hey, I get it. I understand the problem. I understand how agitating it can be. I understand what it's like to try other solutions and find that they're invalid. I also have figured out what an effective solution is. And if you take action today, I will hook you up. I'll give that to you, right? And your product, your service becomes the missing link. Call to action for you in this episode is ask, uh, number one, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. Also ask yourself how you can use this. How can you use what we've talked about today to improve your copywriting? Maybe you need to use those questions and actually pull out your journal and write with them. I will include links in the description to the Emotional Direct Response Copywriting course. That is part of the BTMS Insiders streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses where once you sign up, you're in, you get access to everything. And uh, so those are linked in the description. Along with uh, when you sign up for BTMS Insiders, you can look up the copywriting market research with ChatGPT. And that's also available as part of that same streaming library. And there's the link also to ask me your question if you'd like to have it answered in an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'll catch you again next time. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.